0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com
0: slash metaverse impact. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you ultimate control. With the XFi app, you can pause the Wi-Fi at the push of a button. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFI
2: with Bruce Buffer. And now it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We-
1: It's Bruce Buffer, Bruce Buffer.
3: From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of hopefully wherever we're going and the UFC is coming in the near future. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time, and today is a very serious show. This is not the days to kid around, but it is the days to stay happy, stay strong, stay positive. We are in the midst of an international health crisis with the pandemic. Lots of things going on. I'm here with my co-host TJ DeSantis. TJ, I know I sound like I'm very stern and strong, but this is a serious show along with whatever humor we can interject. How are you?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know how I am. All all I know is I've been telling you to calm down for the last month in this podcast, and uh, I guess I have to apologize. Sorry, you're right. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry I'm right, but you know what? (laughs) What is I'm right
3: talking about right in my predictions of the COVID-19 virus, but let's bring on an expert. Let's bring on the doctor to the UFC star fighters, the doctor to all the fighters of the UFC, to employees of the UFC, and even to me. He is my doctor on the road. He's my close personal friend. He is also the head doctor of an emergency ward in Las Vegas. This man knows what's going on because he's fighting the battle on the front line every day. Let's bring on Dr. Jeff Davidson. Hi, Dr. Jeff. How are you?
2: Good morning, Bruce, and good morning, TJ, and uh, thank you for that introduction, and uh, to all my ER colleagues out there on the front lines, I thank them also, the doctors and nurses and everyone uh, who are on the front lines daily now, um, taking care of the patients that are arriving into our emergency departments.
3: You know, Doc, uh, it's come out the fact that in a moderate outbreak, there's 200,000 Americans that will need ICU beds, intensive care beds, right? Current capacity is less than 100. ICU beds. There's 64,000. They predict will need ventilators in a moderate outbreak. There's only 62,000 ventilators, with about 8,900 in national stockpile. What is your prediction for you going to that emergency ward? And a prediction. What are you dealing with now? And do you see the overrun that could possibly take place? And how are you preparing for it?
2: So, thank you for having me on the show today, uh, Bruce and TJ and uh, having an opportunity to maybe uh, reach some of our fans uh, and give them a little bit of information that I hope is gonna be helpful to them. Um, You know, what we're learning right now, which is excellent information is coming from the Italians and many of the ICU and emergency physicians from uh, Italy have now been able to release some of their information. And, you know, I'll give you a summary of it. And it's been very helpful to us in America It does feel like we're just behind them by a couple of weeks. And so it's like getting information that's about to uh, come up for us. So what they noted was kind of about mid-February 15th is when they had their first couple of cases. And they said that their uh, uh, epidemic started around February 21st with their first diagnosed COVID infections, which is the coronavirus novel 219 coronavirus And it really started as phase one, they call it, with a lot of patients coming in with the typical upper airway infection symptoms, cough, congestion, just not feeling well. And what they noted was they didn't have many in the beginning, but then those numbers continued to uptick. And as phase two came in, what they noted is the next wave of patients had fever. Now, these patients had real fever, 101 degrees Fahrenheit and higher, and it was really a second phase. Uh, about 50% of patients were more had fever, and the fever is unusual. It's not like the flu, where you have maybe a lower-grade fever, and then it kind of resolves after a few days. This fever goes on for four and five days, and then may re, uh, re, regress, but then it comes right back for up to a week or two. This was very interesting to them, and this was the phase, what they called phase two. Phase three is what they experienced next, which is, I think, what, Bruce, you just commented on, which is what we're concerned about, where the next large groups of patients come in, and these are now the patients that have developed the interstitial pneumonia. They're hypoxic, which means their oxygen levels are low. Um, And what they noted is at the peak of the illness in Italy, 70 to 80 patients per day were coming into their emergency departments with pneumonia and hypoxia, which if you do the map, up in the hospital that could fill up a 400 bed hospital quite quickly. So that's what we're learning from the Italians thus far. And it's been incredibly good information.
3: You know, with that being said, so you gave three phases. So if somebody is to contact the virus, How long does the virus last? I know there's actors like, or an actor, uh, Idris Elba, he came in contact with someone and he now tested positive for the coronavirus, but he has no symptoms. Then you have Kevin Durant, who partied with Drake last week, has now tested positive, the NBA player for the New Jersey Nets. And um, he's tested positive too, but some people walk around with the asymptomatic uh, symptoms where we don't know if they're infected or not. But as far as phase one to phase three, how long of a time period is that? I I was gathering that sounds like a two to four week period that people are sick. Is that pretty much the case?
2: So, Bruce and and TJ, you're kind of right on. So let me give you a little bit of information that's come out of research out of Asia, Australia and Europe. So that it's making the the picture of COVID-19 a little bit more clear. Um, The virus spreads in a very similar fashion to the flu. Um, It's actually spread more easily than the flu, though. And that's what we've noted. For every three people who become infected with the coronavirus, about seven to nine more people will become infected. Now, that's much more than in the flu um, than, than we've seen in the past. And that's the reason for this quick spread. The phenomenon that's really um, becoming clear from this virus is because of its long incubation period, up to five days. Uh, and then it's infection time, which is up to two weeks. So people can walk around with this invi- with this virus incubating, so to speak, in their body for a week, and then be infectious for up to two weeks. And some of them, or many of them, as we know, are asymptomatic or have only mild illness, um, and so they spread it, like we just talked about. You know, for every three people that are getting the virus, you're talking about triple that number becoming infected also. And not everyone's going to have a mild case of the illness.
3: So now we're in a situation here <clears throat> where it's been recommended for the two-week or 15-day lockdown. Uh, you know, stay home, uh, do what you have to do. San Francisco is now going on a 24-hour lockdown for three weeks. Uh, New York is on their lockdown. Uh, uh, curfews are being put into effect. Doc, in my own personal situation, my mother's 91 years old. A lot of us have this situation with elderly people around us. I'm not traveling now because the UFC has halted shows, and I think Dana White and everybody at UFC yeah. under the current circumstances are doing a great job of what they have to do to, to research this and not have the show until further notice with hopefully April 18th the Habib Nurmagomedov-Ferguson fight able to go off. Where is another question? So I, I commend them on their decisions and what they have done. But, like, for instance, when you're out, do you believe that the lockdown is important? Like, right now, the National Guard is on call for Los Angeles. There's lines at the gun stores, people getting guns, worried about anarchy in the streets. You know, it's like a bad zombie movie. It's like the song American Pie, the day the music died. I'm not trying to paint the horrific picture. I'm trying to paint the reality of the picture. What is your impression of a lockdown? Well, The lockdowns, to me, are important, but people are not following them. When we have elderly people, do we have to wear a mask when we go in to see? Do I have to wear a mask now because I went shopping and when I go in to see my mom, not knowing where, just in case I'm laying droplets if I'm within four feet of her? What is your opinion of that? As we try to be as careful as we can.
2: So I I think we're all trying to err extremely high on the side of caution and prevention. And even though uh, many people will say, you know, we're, we're 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 well past. Um, containment and we're out into mitigation and now we're into data collection, all three can go on at the same time. So listen, I think, um, I think a sense of urgency of, 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 having people socially isolate themselves and being responsible is the most important thing we can do right now. So many people understand this and can do it on their own, but I do understand how communities and, you know, and States, and, and of course, some of our borders now have closed some of those um, do assist us in, in reminding ourselves and our, and our communities to stay in social isolation. Now that doesn't mean, you know, you can't come out of your room and, and you can't go out in the necessities of life. Um, I think in, in a sense of being around others, we should all practice a sense of uh, restraining from the old days where we just walked up and we high fives or handshaked or gave each other a hug and a kiss that actually would be a restraint right now. And I would recommend against that. Um, Even with our loved ones, possibly, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a family member, Bruce, as you mentioned, and I know my mother's in that same uh, age group and and I'm concerned for her, you know, health. um, You don't know what you have. So obviously before you see those individuals, good hand washing, you know, warm water, copious soap, 20 seconds, don't touch your face. Don't touch their face. Um, You know, if you think you're sick, then don't go see those people. Talk to them via other means, you know, the, the, the phone, the internet, uh, the web, etc. cetera. Um, you know, not everyone needs to walk around with a face mask. I know that is what we see on television. That's what we see advertised maybe. You know, what's recommended is if you're sick, you should wear a surgical mask or some type of mask so that you can prevent the spread of the respiratory droplets.
3: I so have. Those individuals
2: have... that are not sick,
3: Go ahead. Bruce. No, no. Please finish your thought. Please finish.
2: Yeah. No. And for those individuals that are not sick, um, you know, we're not recommending everyone walk around with a mask. But of course, you know, uh, the sense of hygiene is the most important. The the hand washing.
3: Right. Wash the hands. Wash the hands. Sing the birthday song. 20, 30 seconds. I think we all heard that over and over. You know what? Wash your hands over and over. A quick question about the mask. My caregivers that are living with my uh, mother 24-7, as many elderly people have caregivers with them, they go home. Mom is their only uh, patient or client. Um, They come back in their shifts and take care of her. Now, I don't know where they've been. They're obviously isolating themselves, they tell me, with their families. But at the same time, I've been instructed that they're within, like, let's say they're taking my mom, you know, somewhere or working with her or getting her ready in the morning i've been instructed to tell them if they're within four feet to, to wear a mask with my mom even if they're not sick or symptomatic is that the case or will the hygiene of washing the hands lysoling the shoes coming in all the other stuff that we have to do will that be enough in their case if they're not sick no temperature everything or should i have them wear the mask when they get facially close to my mother well, and I, I'm saying I'm saying this is an example for the other people out there that are in similar situations. I'm trying to paint the example so that it relates to other people's situations.
2: Well, I you know I, I think I might liken this scenario to healthcare providers in general, and and you know in the emergency department, and probably in all the other um, you know urgent cares and, and and individuals and the care for our communities and our and our and our patients throughout this country. You know. It's not a bad thing to wear a surgical mask a surgical mask throughout your your time frame within the facility that you're working at for precautions so that number one, someone that is sick, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, knowingly doesn't pass it on to you, and then as a healthcare worker, you become the vector that passes it on to so many more people. So I think you know in in, in that sense, the healthcare workers probably wearing a mask is a good thing. Um, washing their hands, wearing gloves when they come in contact with individual patients. Those are all uh, precautions that I think are positive. Um, You know, I like to um, tell everyone in our emergency department, uh, and we do, we wear a mask at all times. And we even wear different types of masks depending on the different severity of patients that we do encounter or may encounter. We're always washing our hands, obviously, uh, between every patient encounter and even more often. And we're wearing gloves. And this is the way to prevent the spread um, of of the respiratory droplet or the, or or the virus itself. And uh, so, you know, in your scenario, Bruce, to answer your question, I think it it would be safe that a healthcare worker that maybe has come from a different area and now is coming in contact with your mother and you're concerned. Sure. Why shouldn't they, and and they should probably wear a mask, wash their hands and wear gloves when uh, contacting your mother.
3: Yeah. And then I, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm, I definitely agree with what you're saying you know another situation here how long with this lockdown you know we're, we're reading on the every day something new now it's the that is traveling in the air they say that it lives on cardboard and paper up to two days and on plastic more so then the other question comes in as I've instructed, Everybody that I know, when you get an Amazon package or especially packages, I'm having prescriptions delivered now to the home of my mom or whatever the case might be, which I think is important because I don't want to go into a pharmacy to pick up stuff. I don't want to go into a hospital, even though I know you have to go there every day. Is it important, I would think, also, too, when you're opening those packages to have gloves on, or at least, again, once you open a package to wash your hands and to maybe take a Lysol rag and wipe down the exterior of the item that's been delivered to you before you open it? Is that overkill?
2: You know, I might have said that that sounded like overkill a couple of weeks ago. I think today I agree with you that why wouldn't you use that precaution? Um, because the virus does have the incubation period and it does have a little bit more um, stability to uh, stay available on the surfaces of uh, objects that we're not all uh, knowledgeable, knowledgeable about yet. Um, I agree. Why bring anything, anything you're bringing into your house that you have the capability to disinfect, you should. Um, and that may sound like you're becoming a little bit of a, you know, hyper, a hypochondriac, but, I think that's better than the opposite, which is you know contracting the virus and being ill possibly for two weeks or longer.
3: Okay, and doctor, I know you have to go, Dr. Davidson, but I wanted to say in your personal opinion, optimistic, pessimistic, but real, let's put it, call it this way, realistic opinion. We are sitting here on March the 18th. We have no UFC scheduled until hopefully April 18th. The world is changing daily, economically and health-wise, due to what's happening with this pandemic. There's no end in sight as far as somebody can say a definitive date. How long do you feel or do doctors feel that we could be dealing with exactly as we're dealing with now? Are we going to get out of this potentially by May? Uh, I hear it could go up to August, schools being closed to so September. At, nobody has a crystal ball, Doc. I'm just asking your personal opinion.
2: You know, so, and I'm glad you, you you started it off with no one has the crystal ball because it'd be great if we did have the end date. Um, there has been... Um, l- discussion out there that this could last six to eight months in, in, in kind of waves, where um, we might see a significant control, which is what we all hope, uh, over the next coming four to six weeks, and then maybe this um, virus uh, comes up again in the fall. That that's one possibility. I mean, in the interim, there's been fairly aggressive and and, and very quick scale upscale to develop the vaccinations if possible. There's been different discussion on what's a realistic time frame to release a vaccination. You know, in the old times, we talked about a vaccination taking a full, you know, six months to 18 months to really become uh, in large scale produced out to the numbers of the people that we would want to get it to in this country. And now, now you hear with, with, you know, such a, an emphasis on it, that it may be quicker. And, and that's hard to say. I think, We're certainly looking at, based on the Italian kind of, uh, you know, report to all of us, at least four weeks, um, maybe six weeks, four to six weeks, of which we're still going to see these waves or these phases of patients coming in. Um, uh, I hope not to the uh, numbers that uh, they were seen in Italy, but uh, we're preparing for that. And after that, I think that based on what the great steps that everyone has done uh, on every level and with all the precautions we've now taken and we're continuing to take and learn to do every day that we can minimize this still and mitigate this still Um, you know there's discussion uh, out there in some of the models that uh, there's what 320 million people in this country give or take and that 40 to 60 percent which we'll say then for easy math half of that population would become infected and the problem is, the morbidity or the you know the of this of this virus is different than the flu. And whereas the flu mortality rate is about zero point one percent, the discussion of the coronavirus' mortality rate can be anywhere. We've talked from less than a percent up to maybe two percent. Um, and so when you start to think, wow, one percent or two percent possibly of you know one hundred and fifty million people you can see why everyone has such a high concern and why there's been such an emphasis to quickly come up with the appropriate vaccinations, what medications will combat, um, you know, what we can do in our intensive care units to treat people that we um, are concerned that uh, may be coming to see us here in the next month. Um, I definitely think we should use our precautions over the next four weeks and follow the numbers of the experts from CDC, from WHO, continue to put out and guide us as to, you know, where we are and uh, numbers of patients and, you know, which patients are mildly ill and and are we seeing or will we see a large number of these patients uh, that we hope not to see that are much sicker, much ill, uh, that will come into these emergency departments and uh, then end up in our intensive care units.
3: Right, and they've just taken the whole beach area community down here uh, near my home. Uh, they've moved all the RVs out, and they're positioning it for triages and tents and COVID nineteen um, yeah, places to help people that don't, you know, they can't isolate themselves in homes or can't be in the hospitals. They're now, with the state of emergency we're in, they've received the funds to do that, and they're starting to pre-plan down here even it's you know it's crazy right now currently in the united states it's gone up almost over two thousand in one day seven thousand forty eight people are now uh infected been 116 deaths but again doc we don't know because the testing is not out there that's why it could be so much more severe you know with the asymptomatic people that are walking around last question before i let you go doc getting on a plane right now how do you feel about getting on a plane right now
2: You know, it's interesting. I, I know the airports are still open, and there's some air travel. Um, I would, I would say this: if you don't have to absolutely get on a plane and go through an airport, I would recommend you do not do that. Um, I think still, it's, it's, it's a very risky area. I think uh, the airports, the airlines have done everything they can, and will continue to do everything they can to probably minimize. Um, all the exposure that occurs. But I mean, just by nature of what what it is, it's an airport. There's just thousands of individuals crossing paths from all different areas. And you just, you, it's, it's probably a very incredible task to try and keep an area like that, uh, you know, virus free. Um, and it just takes one or two individuals on a plane, and I know they have the specialized filters on the planes, and uh, and that's great news that they do have the high efficiency particulate filters on all these planes. But you know you're still in closer proximity and it's for a longer period of time most likely. So you know in, in summary, unless you absolutely have to go to an airport and get on a plane right now, um, I would recommend you stay out of these areas um, where I, I just think these are the highest areas still of of probable virus transmission other than uh, any other large gatherings of people, which it seems like most communities have now taken pretty specific steps. Um, I know, for example, the governor in uh, Nevada, uh, pretty much as of 6 p.m. yesterday, um, closed all non-essential um, businesses, which included all of the casinos, um, most of our restaurants, um, you know, gyms, things like that. So it, it's a pretty amazing thing. When a city like Las Vegas, which, you know, the entire economy almost is run on tourism and our, our industry at hotels and casinos um, is now taking that step to close that industry for 30 days. It just shows you the magnitude of, of what we need to do probably to take this virus um, from its um, what it could be and bring it down, hopefully, to a pace that we can all uh, slow down and bring to an end.
3: Uh, it's a scary time you know even in outside nevada in the brothels those legal brothels now what they're doing they're staying open um there was a news source that contacted a dozen about a half dozen of the biggest brothels in the vegas area they're all open for business but they customers have to wear masks when they walk in and during their sexual acts the women don't wear masks and they're handing out a you know <laughs> hand sanitizer and clorox wipes i mean should they even be open doc my god i mean you know it's just crazy
2: well, you know, I, I wouldn't have even thought of that as, as, as a, <laughs> uh, but but I would certainly classify them probably as a non-essential business. That, there, you, there
3: you go. That's the word.
2: That's, that's that's probably where I'd put all the brothels under the the heading of non-essential businesses right now. And uh, you know, listen, the food industries, uh, the pharmacy industries, the the you know anything in medical care. Um, these are the these are the businesses that need to stay open. I mean. You know, I, I see all the lines, Bruce and TJ, outside of all the uh, of the uh, grocery stores and, you know, I don't know, but I can tell you we're all supposed to not be clustered and grouped up. And then I see a line of 50 to 100 people waiting because they're only allowing two to three to four people into the grocery store at a time. And I'm thinking, well, there's your example of what you're not supposed to be doing. So I don't know. I think if everyone would hopefully stay calm, use some common sense and shop as normal, it sounds like we've been reassured. From the highest levels, um, that there's going to be a good, you know, a good supply of food and, and, and water. And I kind of had to chuckle to myself when I first saw people buying, you know, I mean, just cases and cases and cases of water I'm thinking most of us have filtered water in numerous ports in our house. Um, right. so unless we really think all of the, you know, water, electric and gas, uh, or, uh, utilities are going to shut down, which, you know, I guess that's the ultimate zombie apocalypse you know, there's plenty of water in everyone's household.
3: I agree. And, you know, trying to make a little light with the brothel story, but though it is true and realistic, think about the dating game. You know, people are not socializing. Dating has probably gone to a bit of a halt. And if you haven't seen your girlfriend or whatever for three weeks and she comes back in town, you have to ask yourself, do you have to like isolate yourself there? You know, all these questions come up, Doc. And, and it's like, even if, I did have to get on a plane and I came back does that mean that I should not see my elderly mother for five days and sequester myself which means I might never see her if I'm working every weekend I mean I'm just talking theoretically here
2: yeah no I mean theoretically these are all great questions I don't know if there's answers to all of them I think you know um again if 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 we're practicing um some caution and Mm -hmm. you don't have any symptoms and you know asymptomatic individuals that are washing their hands and using appropriate, uh, you know, hand and and face hygiene, you know, I still would be cautious about, uh, facial contact with those individuals that are, that are, that are susceptible. And those would be, you know, all, all individuals with weakened immune systems or possibility of this, you know, of, of seizure patients or disability patients, anyone that could have a weakened heart, lung, you know, capacity, you know, any of those types of patients, as much as we love them, we, I think it takes uh, even more love to, to show them that, uh, you know, we want to be with them, but in a way that is safe for them. So, um, you know, I'm not telling all family members not to hug and kiss their, their loved ones. But, um, of course, with all those that were have a higher risk, um, you gotta be careful. And that's, that's the,
3: that's the, um, that's the basic
2: fact people right now. Yeah. That's just what, that's what we have to do for the next couple of weeks or month until we, uh, get a hold on the numbers of, uh, this coronavirus.
3: Absolutely. What about animals, doc? Can they transmit the virus?
2: So, uh, you know, t- common animals, um, as far as our, 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 pets, um, you know, everyone is talking about caution and I apologize. I'm in my hospital doing this podcast. So they're,
3: Oh, I'm sorry. We'll let you go, doc. When, when you're done, I'm sorry. No,
2: that's okay. I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a quiet room, but it's obviously got a loudspeaker right above me. Um, she'll be done in one minute. We can hear you fine. She's very light. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think what we're trying to say with your home uh, pets is we're not 100% certain if the virus, like you said, if it can if it can be transmitted in, onto a surface like uh, a table uh, in your, you know, or a counter, um, then there should be some caution. Let's say a very sick person coughing, sneezing, and has uh, isolation in their room, but then has their favorite animal with them and I'll say, you know, that animal gets the uh, respiratory droplets on their fur, their face, whatnot. The concern is that the animal goes right back out into the household right after that. And then the next persons in the family then begin to show attention and love to the uh, the, the pet. Um, and the respiratory droplets have just been uh, placed on that pet's fur, you know, and, and face. And then the next individuals in close contact there, there could be absolutely transmission right there. So I, I think that's concerned more with the animals, um, not that the particular animal. I mean, you know, that's different than we know that the coronavirus as a family, um, you know, circulates amongst animals such as camels and cats and bats. And, you know, that's probably where this this cross um, comes where specific viruses that, that harbor themselves in these uh, you know, uh, cats and, and, and bats and, and camels uh, and then get exposed to persons. And then those individuals get infected, and that's probably how this whole you know coronavirus family uh gets started in the in the case of the middle East respiratory syndrome uh you know back when we had SARS severe acute respiratory uh, syndrome covid um and and now where we're at covid nineteen so um you know I think once the virus gets out it's out it's it's amongst the the human population um, and that that's what we've noticed over the last you know uh, Spread of, of epidemiology of the COVID
1: nineteen virus. Got gotcha. go you. Hey, hey, Doc. Real quick, I, I know you got to go, but um, one question that I had, and I, I've heard this term thrown around quite a bit, and I think uh, a lot of people don't actually understand what it means. But uh, people that are immunocompromised uh, are at risk of, of getting this and and potentially having you know a case where it, it could you know kill them. Um I think the idea of what an I- immunocompromised person is is a little bit misconstrued. like obviously if you're older and you have you know say lung cancer or something like that, you're immunocompromised. but uh, I've heard in the past that even if you you know had like some tattoo work done and your body is fighting you know potential infection there, that would leave you immunocompromised like if you're diabetic, you have a lower immune system. Am I on track with that or are people maybe you know thinking that they're uh, not immunocompromised when when maybe they are m- more so than they even realize.
2: Well, no, I think I think you make a lot of good points. I mean, there, there's, um, you know, the obvious is you know healthy individuals walking around that that, that have a healthy, intact uh, immune system, and hopefully will be able to uh, fight off most infection. Now, you know what we've seen is unfortunately with this disease, the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen uh, that we're seeing some younger persons, healthcare workers and other younger persons, uh, for no reasons at all, even with healthy immune systems, um, just go on and become part of that lower percentage of very severe illness. Um, and so it's not just people with uh, a suppressed immune system that can become very sick. It can be anyone. However, you know, as you get older in life, and that would probably be 65 and up, there's a natural slight decrease of your immune system as compared to someone that's in their 20s or 30s. Um, As you said, there's very obvious situations where patients that have specific illnesses that they're treating, and whether that's lung cancers or any type of cancer, for that matter, I'm sorry, um, and and you're under some type of treatment, of course your immune system will be uh, decreased. And then there's other, uh, you know, illnesses. And you mentioned them, and I think you're correct in saying, you know, patients that have diabetes should be more cautious. Patients with seizure history, patients with all kinds of lung disease, whether it's uh, any of the uh, connective tissue disorders or, you know, more rare conditions um, that affect lung uh, capability like cystic fibrosis or things like that. um, You know, smokers probably need to show uh, some caution Um, asthmatics, same thing. These are just people when their, uh, lungs their pulmonary areas can become inflamed, um, and their immune system become a little bit challenged. You're right. The virus may be a little bit more virulent or strong and, uh, cause more harm in those individuals. So I think you're right. Anyone that, uh, has illnesses, whether they're chronic conditions, um, or something that's more acute and severe, you just have to be careful.
1: Awesome. Thanks doc. I appreciate it.
2: Dr. Davison, we're going hopefully to let I you got, go. I hope I answered the question. No, did. you
1: did. No, it's very, very good, very good.
3: Dr. Davison, you've answered a lot of questions. The thing is, there's going to be more questions as each day develops with everything going on. So we may have to have you back on the show in a couple of weeks, maybe with an update of where we're at, if that's okay.
2: Hey, listen, I, w- I would love to uh, keep all of our fans updated. If it helps, um, in a month or, or maybe even a shorter time frame, um, we should be in a whole different place. I hope that's a good place um if not we'll be happy to report what information is going on and again uh, have uh, people listening uh to you bruce and to you tj and i thank you for uh giving me the opportunity to even be with you this morning
3: thank you so much thank you very much dr davis i hope to see you soon on the road on our wonderful ufc uh adventures as we have such great fun and everything doing and let's just all stay positive and hope the world comes back together in the positive way it should and a lot of this relief happens, but let's stay smart, folks. Let's stay smart and listen to everything Dr. Davison has told us today. Dr. Davison, thank you so much for being on. Go back to what you do, fighting those front lines. You, sir, are the warrior today, and I wish you all the best. And please, please stay safe while you're working. Please stay safe out there, Doc.
2: I appreciate it. And TJ and Bruce, thanks for the time on. And to all those, like I said, healthcare workers on the front lines across the country, across the world, uh, all of you, stay safe. And um, we'll continue to care for the patients, and we will get through this.
3: Thank you, sir. Thank, thank you so much, Doc. Go get them. Go get them, sir. I hope to see you soon. Hopefully at the Apex right, Center talk, in Vegas when we start.
2: Talk soon, everyone. Talk yeah. soon.
1: Take care, Dr. Davidson.
2: Bye-bye, Dr. Davidson. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Now I feel uh, I feel like we're armed with some knowledge. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, you know What happened still, to you? Get on not- that microphone. You, you, you're drifting Oh, do I? I Sorry.
3: I'm right here. I agree. I agree. But I, I it's just, again, it's changing every day. Yeah. Changing every, every day.
1: We need to change so, uh, topics. So why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back and uh, we can, you know, dive into some more Corona talk or, uh, you know, other, other events in the world.
3: I will try to lighten it up a little bit for everybody's pleasure in listening. We'll be back.
0: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com.
3: It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world, a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at brucebuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now.
0: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.
3: And we are back. That was the great, good professional a man who knows his business dr jeff davidson that is again for everybody to know the ufc head doctor cares for everybody from john jones down to every preliminary fighter that comes in before and after they fight they have a big job but now the job that they're facing is much bigger and he uh, devoting his time tj not his time he's the head emergency ward head doctor do you want know to like to normally be in an emergency ward for a long period of time
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you go to the emergency room anywhere in this country and you're there for a minimum two, three hours just waiting. So uh, there's a reason you're waiting. It's because, you know, gentlemen like him are busy trying to uh, help people come up with uh, care plans and and get them through. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody heed his talk. Heed
3: what he spoke about. I'm going to go over some stuff here. Let's go over other things that are happening. Uh, The UFC, of course, is postponed. Three events due to the coronavirus, COVID-19, epidemic, pandemic, epidemic here, pandemic worldwide. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, at this point, is still on for April 18th. Location not to be found. <laughs> Things are changing daily. But uh, How many times have they tried to make this fight? Five, six times? I know, but, but now it's like, you know, injuries, injuries, now this. Now a pandemic. Now
1: a pandemic. Like, I, I feel like this is the world's subtle way of telling us, you know, we can't always get what we want. Right. You know, I know no matter what, but I don't know. Knock I, on wood. I mean, who knows? Maybe a month from now, we'll eradicate this thing and, and be laughing about how we lived through a pandemic. You know,
3: I'm so sorry, TJ. This is not going to be eradicated in a month. I'm so sorry. I, I wish it, I wish it would. I, be. I wish to God it would be.
1: I mean, Bruce, you know, I've sa- been sitting here for the last month and a half telling you you're you're freaking out. That you're, oh. you know, but how many times have we heard, you know, swine flu, bird flu, H1N1? Know, it's the I end know, of the world I as know. we know it. Uh, and it's never the end of the world. Well, I don't think this is the end of the world, but I do believe that this is kind of the end of the world as we know it. In the sense bye, that.
3: Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. What's the name of that song, TJ? Uh, American Pie. The day the music died. Uh, right? That's I one of the know. key lines. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I mean, no American Pie, but that, the key line I was getting to yeah. is, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying the music has died. We have music in our homes. We right. have music right, with right. our families. We have music with our loved ones. Right. But we are not going out and paying or attending free music. And that's t- right. that is in terms of everything from restaurants to concerts to UFCs to sporting events, you name it. That's what I mean by right. that. The, I mean, it's and, the end and, of the and, world and when as we it? know it it it's a bad zombie movie right and that's what we used to kid about but when people are walking around and they can breathe on you and make you sick to the point that potentially you could die yeah that's a bad zombie movie and people have better get it right these people listening everybody out there i'm being fucking serious you've got to understand what's going on you've got to abide by the rules and you've got to help everybody get through this period especially for the next two to four weeks our government was behind they were not prepared now they're prepared there's no reason to point fingers okay finger pointing can be done later the fact of the matter is we all have to get together we all have to do what we have to do to deal with this situation and if you're not taking it seriously young people especially yeah. because you don't think you could get sick Understand that if you breathe or do something wrong, you will infect somebody who will get sick and potentially die. Enough said. Get the message. Sorry, TJ. I had to put it out like uh, that hey. because people are not getting it. I,
1: I, right? I mean, you're, you're catching me off guard because, A, in like the 11 years that we've done this show, you've dropped three F-bombs. One was 35 seconds ago. And right before that, for the first time in over a decade, you just sang on this podcast. And, uh, yeah, this, this is an all-timer. This episode mainly because yeah. uh, it's sort of a one of a kind uh, situation and, and scenario, and I, and I think Buff that you need to sort of be that uh, passionate about it because there are a lot of people that are just not taking it uh, seriously. On on Monday, um, you know, schools were canceled here. Um, a lot has been shut down, uh, but there were still you know less restrictions in place on Monday uh, than there are today as we record on on Wednesday. And um, I went to my wife's uh, place of work to go pick up something, and I drove by the shopping center, and it was as busy as if it were Black Friday. And it's yep. like, guys, what are, what are you doing? Like, because school is canceled, that doesn't mean go to the mall. Like, Let me
3: take, let me take it a step further, TJ, okay? Um, school is canceled. People are home. People are sequestering themselves. People are walking around their neighborhoods, staying home, stocking up, doing all the things they should do. People are going to get cabin fever. Depression is going to start happening worldwide, potentially, with some people. Loneliness that's going to set in. I mean, thank God we have TV and Netflix. Netflix is supposedly has even hey, jammed up and been slow, I've heard from a couple people at, at one key point, with everybody watching Netflix. The Internet's um, been weird.
1: As a whole, the Internet's it, been weird. The last couple of weeks, you and I even uh, dealt with that, I think, two weeks ago on the show, where... It's not necessarily, I think, your or my uh connection per se. I think that the, the traffic is on such an uh you know, an uptick. Like they, they want my son to go back to school virtually, which I don't know how that's gonna work. A second grader uh, being told to sit in his computer at home and not look at YouTube. Yeah, good luck. But uh think about what's gonna happen to the the IT infrastructure in this country if we ask millions and millions of kids to be online trying to learn. Like the internet may not work very well no no not at all and you know that that could happen
3: too let's take another choice the job market things we touched on even sports betting okay that's that's a stance you know what they're betting on now tj people that have to bet they're betting on the site's weather betting channel they're betting on what the friggin
1: weather's gonna be i mean, how much money did las vegas lose um with everything being canceled during march madness i mean they go through billions of dollars um, just, you know, that, that basketball tournament uh, alone. And, you know, I mean, everything's shut down now. Like, baseball's not going to start on time. Um, basketball's over. The NHL's over. Like, it's—I have no idea what's going to happen, Bruce. It's crazy. It's the end of the world as we know it. True, truly. Like, the way that we live our life, that is on hold and, and you know, put to a, a standstill for, you know, an, an indefinite amount, amount of time.
3: Yep yep exactly exactly yeah, so and, um, Walt
1: Disney World is closed Bruce okay of course uh, right but, of course. But, but let me tell you this do you know how much Walt Disney World makes in a day how much money they take in in a day I can imagine 44 million 44 million dollars in a day now this is this is Walt Disney World parks in, in Florida not Disneyland um so it's you know four different parks down there but think about that like Disney's a, a Multi-multi-billion-dollar company, like $32 billion. Um, how long can a company like that survive when just in their theme park business, they're not taking in $44 million Yep. A day. I know. A day. A day. No, I know.
3: It, 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 it goes around. Like, listen, here's the thing. All the workers that are working losing their restaurant jobs. Tens of thousands of people. Okay. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. Millions, right? One million, I think, was estimated just two days ago, and now it's changing. Um, the travel industry, tens of thousands losing their job. The jobless rate due to hit twenty percent, and that might be conservative. People can't live a month without a paycheck. Government relief is expected. There's talk about a thousand dollars per citizen, but, but that should be paid, you know, to each citizen. But it should be paid per month because that thousand dollars is very big for them, right? Very, very big for them well, uh, yeah. to help them with food. The stock market crashing. We're in a world recession. Yeah, potentially. And obviously, we could go into depression. Times have not been this bad with the market dropping as it's doing today again after dropping a record three thousand plus points or whatever it was right. the other day. That did not even happen since the depression.
1: The yeah. Depression. Yeah. I okay? mean, it's People a great time to it. buy. It's a great time to buy. It's I, a terrible. I wouldn't buy. You wouldn't? I wouldn't buy. No. So you think? So you, that think, heard, so you I, hang on. So I, you think the stock market's never going to go up again? No, it will go up again. Then Wait, why till would it you buy?
3: Because you want to wait till it's making a – this is my opinion. I'm not I saying put a lot everything. of money into it. I'm just saying like- – I I liquidated – listen, the stock market is not about – the stock market is about long-term. Short-term, if you're in my history, you're going to lose money. If you're looking for the short-term hit, you're going to lose money. It's long-term. I was told five days ago by my broker or who I call Bookie about the fact – because they win and they lose, whether you lose or win. All respect to the book, brokers out there. I was told great time to get in the market. Well, since I was told that it's gone down over three thousand points. Okay. So when is it gonna steady? Nobody knows. Things are sure. changing daily.
1: Businesses are not earning money. But what I'm saying, right? Bruce, is if you have like if you have a thousand dollars, I mean, that's not a lot of money to invest with, but I'm just saying if you have thousand dollars, you buy right now, just thousand dollars of of solid stock that you know is gonna go up, ten years from now, the thousand dollars can be significantly more that's why i think it's a good time to buy it's not don't buy a hundred grand of stuff don't buy ten thousand dollars worth of stock right now but i think you know a thousand dollar investment on something that you know is going to go up i mean the the we had we had a huge crash on monday uh tuesday it built back up a little bit let's see what it's doing today i don't even know what it's doing today um Yeah. yeah oh god it's down again bad He's down bad. What is it now? Um, NASDAQ dropped 7.57%. Uh, New York Stock Exchange down 9.39%. Uh, the Dow Jones down 9.04%. All right, maybe not. I don't know.
3: No, that's down. So now you if you invested and you got in at the great time to buy, and sure, there are certain stocks out there that are good because they will do well in this period that we're in. You know, and I—I'm sure we can figure out some of those are. And I'm not an expert, but if you bought into other stocks, right, that are standard, thinking they're great buys, the market just went down over twenty. What is it? How much did they say? Nine point seven percent. Nine point seven percent from today. Okay, but it dropped—it dropped twelve or whatever more percent. The that's twenty percent since five days ago. Why is it a good time to get in when nobody knows what's happening?
1: Because it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. That's That's why why I'm saying it's a good time to buy. A a year from now, when we beat this thing, the stocks will be better. It's just, I don't know. Okay. All right. Take into consideration something else. A year from now.
3: There is no vaccine that's going to be out for a year and a half or hopefully faster if they do it right Right. and help, well, whatever the term is. That means that if we go through this period and then we go back into flu season next period starting the beginning of the year when there's no whatever and this comes down again, Is that going to strengthen the market? We don't know. we got to prepare for it. Nobody knows. There is no crystal ball. None. So why risk? Why not be just conservative? That's
1: that's why I'm saying. It's not a risk per se. I mean, if you have some money lying over, you know, where it's not going to be life or death situation, I think it would be a fine time to buy some stocks. It's going to go up. It's it's a no-lose situation. Just don't put all your money in it. In the long term, you're correct. Right.
3: You're absolutely correct in a long term, but right now, what is the short term? The short term is some people aren't getting paychecks. The short term is the few. Listen, I don't. I'm not working at UFC for what? Three weeks? Potentially four? Potentially? Who knows when? A year? You know? I mean,
1: <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm I'm saying that everybody's you know, joking, effect. I true. I I personally
3: think it's time to hoard your cash. I think it's time to have stability to be prepared that if you don't have income for some reason or another or if things get tough that you have the ability to sustain for you and your family as best you can and that's only going to stand strong with a good financial backup or a good credit line that you'll have to take care of later after you used it or part of it or all of it i don't mean to i'm sorry i'm a realist i'm not a pessimist i say it all the time but you got to be real about this prepare folks prepare if you got a lot of money fine go in the market do whatever I um, mean, you got the ability to do it and you got a year's supply of cash line around. I don't. Go ahead. Do I it. Don't, do it.
1: I, don't, I don't. I don't. So yeah.
3: Well, if you do do it. You're right. It's a great time, but you better buy right because <laughs> it's I I I I I got recommended one stock last week. It's gone down thirty-five percent right. since I heard about the great deal it was. And then when I asked the guy about the thirty-five percent down, had I invested, he said, Don't worry, it'll come back. That is the famous retort, objection uh, response from every Friggin' stockbroker with their list of objectives, questions and answers sitting right. on their their board in front of them to talk to their clients. I mean, say okay, be careful, people.
1: I, I don't know anything about investing. I'm just saying that if you buy into an institution like Apple, um, yeah, it's down it'll today. It'll all come back. It'll all come it'll all, back. But but, right. all come, but but you're right. It'll all come But you're right. I mean, it's a it's a long term thing, and I think there are a lot of people that are going to be living, uh, you know, day to day at this point because. Uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I make my money podcasting, obviously I don't make enough money to support myself only by podcasting. I, uh, you know, need to call live events. I, you know, provide commentary for combat sports. Uh, I have a day coming up in, in may, um, that's a long time to really go without a paycheck to begin with. And now that, you know, question is, uh, in, in doubt, you know, what's going to happen. We, well, don't, let, we don't know what's happening let, at all. Period.
3: Let's hope by May. Let's hope by April 18th. Let's hope by. let's just pray that, uh, you know, whatever your God is, I I hope they pray with you. You know, let's just pray that, that that everybody, agnostics, spiritual atheists, everybody just put your hands together and say, hey, let's just hope this thing comes together. But the government's got to do what they have to do. There's shutdowns. TJ, I won't be surprised if we go on a, uh, a curfew here in the Los Angeles area, the way that, you well, know, everybody's talking. Which you is so never weird. Know the next,
1: What's the benefit yeah. of a curfew? Everything's closed.
3: They don't want people mongering out, or whatever the term like is. They don't want people go- being out in groups. Well, I mean, crazy people are going to do. That. There's nowhere to go that, to be in a group. TJ, did you see the beaches in Florida? How full they are? Yeah, but it's spring break. There's, I know, but that's the thing. It's 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 yeah, beautiful weather no. here in Los Angeles right now. It's just it's just to help uh, control the situation. That's you- what they're doing in that's what they're doing in New York, TJ. If they're doing in, that's what they're doing in San Francisco. Like, it's not going to spread to other cities. Why are they doing it?
1: Did, did you right? see uh, Did you see Max Holloway's uh, Instagram post? I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, it was good. Let, me, was good. let I saw that. Let me just read it for the people that, that haven't heard it or seen it. Because at first, I was like, what is he talking about? But it, it reads this way. Uh, I don't think there's a doctor out there who would say that COVID-19 is more dangerous than fighting for a living. I'm not afraid of it, to be honest. It's like the flu, but 10 times more deadly. So what? I put myself in more danger every day. So for anybody else who feels that way, I agree. So I was like, what, what the hell? Like, that's really irresponsible. Now he, he follows up with this. But I also learned it's not about me. I can carry it. I can have no symptoms like Donovan Mitchell. Then I can give it to my grandma, and maybe she doesn't mm-hmm. beat it. Then what? Uh, all my mm-hmm. UFC title belts ain't going to make me tough enough to deal with that responsibility. It's much longer. It goes into a story. but But he's right. Like, I think there mm-hmm. are a lot of young kids that are like, so what? I'll get the flu. I have less than a 1% chance of dying. I'm going to be. exactly Okay. Yeah, that's you. But the people that it's you give you. it yeah. to, the people that you give it to, they may not be so lucky. And I don't know about you, Bruce, but I would be heartbroken if my irresponsibility uh, cost the life of an older person or a immunocompromised younger person or an infant or anything. I, w- I won't be able to live with myself. You know how
3: you know me well enough to know that's the same thing with me. I'm I'm very caring about the people. That is part of the issue. Listen, they just found a child. I think it was in uh, Palos Verdes, or San Diego, here in California, a child that is infected with the disease now. And and I was watching CNN last night. Yes, if you're young and you're compromised in any way, you can still suffer. You know, not every. We're not the healthiest country in the world out there. But young people, just please take note and please take responsibility as best you can and think about your loved ones. I know it's tough, but you know, in World War II, we stayed home because people were going to our young people and men and women were going and fighting a world war and dying. And we were doing everything we could back then to support them. We're in a world war right now. We're in a world pandemic war. All the countries have to unite. This is the first world war we've had in a long time. And it is a, it is a pandemic world war. And, we, and you're being told to sit home and watch Netflix. You're being told to sit home and enjoy your home. Right. How many times do people enjoy sitting on the couch? I know cabin fever can happen. Listen to what people are saying. Just please follow this rule for the next two to four weeks at least so we can at least help the government do what needs to be done. Because we're learning from the mistakes made and the benefits that have been made, uh, the positive moves that have been made by other countries, setting the example.
1: I mean, it's, a, you know? it's, a, it's just time to pick up a new hobby. I mean, you can occupy yourself at home. Just figure it out.
3: Uh, there's enough podcasts out there i mean certain industries are going to thrive but you know if you're rich like tom brady who just same signed with the tampa bay buccaneers for 30 million a year or drew brees who just signed with the new orleans saints for another, for 50 million a year up from his 25 million that's money you can go and spend not everybody's in that position you know listen people we're going to sign off the show now but i want to tell you something Yes. Do I sound a little feverish? Not. just the proper choice. The proper choice of words. I didn't mean to say that. Oh, do I sound uh, you, like I'm you, rant?
1: You, oh man, you, that that's the best joke you made all day today, and, and yeah, it, it, it was completely by accident. But I, I love it. Thank thank you for saying that by accident because that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's stay light. Let's yeah. stay happy. Let's stay. Let's enjoy what we have. I've been
3: very serious on the show, and I will continue to be so because it is very serious what we're dealing with. I love life. I love being happy. I love people. You all know me well enough that are loyal listeners of the show all over the world. This is a serious situation. Take note of everything we said, but still at the same time, be happy. Stay positive. You have a lot to deal with, and we'll get through this. How we get through it, we're learning daily. But observe the knowledge that you probably heard on CNN or read in the papers but that we've gone over again along with new information on the show today. It's a very important show. And if we focus on the COVID-19 virus along with other things until time to come, well, you know what, that's what happens on CNN every night. And we need this knowledge and we're here for you. We love all our listeners. TJ, love you as a friend. You know that my brother and we all have loved ones we need to protect. So let's just, let's just take responsibility. Let's do what we need to do. And listen, don't take this lightly. If you do, you will be part of our show from now on, and I hate to say it, as stupid is as stupid does. Okay? Don't be stupid is as stupid does. Be smart. Be caring. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Be responsible and follow these things. Please. Uh, make just, I'm asking everybody for four weeks. Okay? Up until before April 18th, when hopefully there will be a UFC with Habino Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson for our UFC fans, and I hope I can drive to it. <laughs> I That's all I can say. Um, let's see what happens. Observe, folks. Take responsibility, please. And other than that, I wish you all the best. TJ, let's sign off.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, no. Um Follow us on Twitter, at TJ DeSantis, at Bruce Buffer. On Instagram, at TJ DeSantis, at Bruce Buffer, uh, UFC. Um Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say in the meantime. We'll be back next week. Right. You know, hopefully with better news.
3: Yes. Hopefully with better news. Most definitely everybody out there. Be careful out there. Stay strong and still be a role model to your sphere of influence by doing the things that we're discussing on this call on this show. Excuse me. Okay, And the call that we have with Dr. Jeff Davidson. Also, at the same time, Set your goals, write them down. The world has not come to an end. There's so much more to be had. The market will come back. The world, everything will come back in place. So keep preparing for what your future holds for you because you can still step out on the path and be the winner that you truly are because that's what we're trying to talk about and trying to convey and will convey all the time on this time radio. It's about being a winner. In that respect, let's beat this thing. Let's beat it. Don't beat us. Let's beat it. And let's do it in the right way. Take care, everybody. Be safe out there buffer out.
2: The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.
0: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com.
1: Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th. Collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles. And bravely explore exciting
2: places with Pepper play sets. Pepper Pig